0: I'm stuck in an elevator to do this podcast.
1: <laughs>
0: there's your grab. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's the grab.
0: Welcome to the Brand Engine Podcast, where we use proven strategies, real-life case studies, and actionable tips to help you, the small business owner, take control of your website and build your brand online. So, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 32 of the Brand Engine podcast. My name is Gerald Porshman, and with me today is my incredible host, <laughs> co host, Mr. Barry Moore. Hey, everybody. Hey, Man,
1: I just like these introductions. They keep getting better. I think last week I was on Spiring, and this week I'm incredible. But yeah. Must be the new funny. mic, I think.
0: I don't know. Maybe it's you're just, I just see you as one of those incredibles with your red suit on. Oh, yes. Oh, need one of those. Gotcha. Hey, uh, this week we're going to be talking about a lot of things, but before we do, how's your week been panning out?
1: Yeah, great. I got a stand up desk this week. Very cool. I'm digging it. I'm loving it. You got a stand up desk. Stand up desk. Well, it's actually kind of converts from standing to sitting. So, um, you know, everyone's saying that sitting is the new smoking, it's really bad for you health wise. So I just stand up the desk and I work while I'm standing up. Oh, I love them. Yeah. I've seen them. Yeah, I've seen them advertised,
0: cool. and they have been saying that it's exactly right. It's the yes, it's the new yes. Uh, let's not sit down anymore because you know we can get. I, I suppose what is it that uh, a lot of people get in airplanes? Is it that deep, deep vein, vein thrombosis? Thrombosis, That's DVTs. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, when you're working online, it's quite easy to just sit there, and you realize like two or three hours go by, and you realize you know you've just been sitting, you haven't moved in two or three hours. So, stand up desk, very very cool. Really, are you standing? It. Uh, right now, I can't because my mic has to be at a certain level, so I'm actually sitting right now.
0: Okay, pitfalls, pitfalls. Pitfalls,
1: yes. I'll have to readjust the mic.
0: Last week, we had a really good uh, episode talking about mindsets and getting them out, getting ourselves right. Now, we've got a couple of reviews, have we?
1: I'll yeah, have I'll just read out a couple of reviews before we get to the main part of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. We got a iTunes comment, another five-star review. This was from the Belgium iTunes store, so listeners in Belgium, fantastic. Uh, five stars! Great podcast on internet marketing. It says Barry and Gerald are, give great actionable advice on how to take your online business to the next level. Whether you're just starting or you already have an online business, the Brand Engine is a must listen. That's from Christian Murphy in Belgium. Thank you very much, Christian. We appreciate you going through all the trouble of leaving a review on the terrible iTunes interface. Especially the new <laughs> one's even worse than the old one. So it is, isn't it? It's horrible. We uh, really appreciate that. Yeah. we also got a comment on uh, episode 13 from our friend Carol Amato uh, Carol comments quite frequently and she stops by a brand engine uh, loyalist there and we thanks Carol she says uh, this is for episode 13. Which was about how to set up uh, analytics on your mm-hmm. website, so uh, mm-hmm. all the tracking with Google Analytics. She says, "Hey Barry, I listen again, and you know something? I did not take action on getting Bing Webmaster Tools Ooh. or more goals set up. So I'm happy I ended up being drawn into this podcast again. Great info. Thanks, Carol. We appreciate you stopping by. It's always great to hear from listeners. And uh, as always, if you've got a topic you want us to cover, or um go into more detail on anything we've already talked about, by all means, just leave us a comment on the show notes. The show notes for this episode will be thebrandengine.com forward slash episode 32.
0: And I think that's really important that uh, how we like to structure our podcast is that we do have actionable tips at the end that we'd like people to try out, you know, not to try everything, but just a few things. So at least it gets the momentum of them building their brand online.
1: Exactly right. So, So, you know, we want to at least have one or two actionable takeaways from each episode so you can go out and actually do something with this information rather than just listening to us, even though we are fantastic to listen to, we want you to take action and and grow your business.
0: So, Barry, last week we had a really uh, interesting chat about getting our mindsets right and talking about, you know, how we can, you know, always some of us uh, leaders in the field that we were in, we can fail, but we just don't quit. So, what's in store for us this week? What do we got?
1: Yeah, so back in episode thirty, we talked about authority marketing and the kind of uh, strategy we're going to be using going forward for your site and mm-hmm. um, how people can use that in their own business uh, and be seen as an authority. So, we uh, and we talked about the different types of content you can create that supports that authority model. Mm-hmm. And then last week we talked about well, the first thing you're going to have to get straight, as you said, is your mindset and. Uh, get out of your comfort zone so if you're going to put yourself out there as an authority um, obviously you need to get out of your comfort zone a little bit for most people Um, and so now we're going to talk about we're going to go more in depth on the different types of content that you can create Mm. uh, to support that authority marketing model and specifically today we're going to next couple episodes we're going to talk about video since you're the video presentation guy Mm. I thought we'd start there Um, So today, let's talk about all the different types of videos you can create in support of your business or in support of your brand. So whenever you mention video, a lot of most people think That you know, it's them standing in front of the camera, talking to the camera. And that's certainly one of the types of content you can create when it comes to video. But if you're not quite comfortable with that yet, there are a number of different other kinds of videos you can create uh, in support of your business. So uh, we might go through all those today and uh, a little bit on each type and what you might need to get started when you're talking about those particular types of videos. Sound good?
0: Yeah, I think that's really interesting what you did say is that a lot of people do think as soon as you mention the word video is that we do have to stand in front of the video. Well, not so. That is, of course, one of the mediums that you can do. But, um, yeah, let's go through each of the different types and maybe spend, if you wouldn't mind, a little bit of time exploring some of the components and maybe what's required.
1: Sure. Um Just one final word on on putting yourself in front of the camera. Remember, you're you're doing an authority marketing model. You're positioning yourself as an authority or an expert in a particular field. Um, So you've got to get. You eventually you're going to have to let people see you and people get to know you and build that no like and trust factor. So eventually you're going to have to put yourself out there. But um, a good mix of these different kinds of videos uh, will go a long way as well. So you don't people don't get fatigue of just having the piece to camera head and shoulder mm. shot all the time and mixing it up in different, different types. Um, all right, so let's start with some of the ones that are maybe the easiest for someone who's camera shy and doesn't mm. want to stand in front of the camera. So the first type we're going to talk about is an explainer video, and an explainer video mm. isn't just that. It's a piece of video that explains a concept that may be difficult for someone to grasp, or if you have to spend mm. 10 minutes explaining what you do or how your software works or whatever, uh, sometimes a two-minute video can get that done quickly and succinctly. So you see this a lot. Uh, with software companies and they want to explain yeah. how their software as a service works. Like for example, zero or the accounting system or something like that, where they'll go, Hey, this is Bob and Bob's problem yeah. is X, Y, Z. And what he did is he came to us <laughs> and we did this, this, and this, and this, and now he's happy. Right. So um you can get these explainer videos done for what your business does. So yeah, um, it's really good, succinct way to explain to everybody this is who we are. This is what we do. So if you have that front and center on your website, uh, people can just click and go, Hey, what's this media presenting skills all about? You know, this is yeah. Jane. Jane has to give press releases for her company, but she's afraid to stand in the camera. So she came to the presentation coach and we did blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And now she's a movie star, right? So, um, <laughs> hey, so, you're good at that. Yeah, that's right. I should do voiceovers for explainer <laughs> videos. So you can get these done. Those are kind of the, the pluses about those. Is it explains what you need to explain really quickly, and people yes. tend to watch them. Um, there's a couple of different kinds. There's you know the actual you know real filming with real people kind. There's most of them are animated with little characters, and some of them are actually drawn. You can see you see a yeah. hand and a whiteboard, and someone's drawing the scene as they're talking about it. Um, So I guess the pluses of that kind of video is if you're a bit camera shy and you don't want to stand in front of the video, well, it's not your face on the video. Um, The other plus is it explains what you need to have explained quite quickly, and you can work on that script and get it down and get it get it it down until it's very kind of lean and short, so people get the message quickly. Um, I guess the downside of those kinds of videos are they're hard to do yourself. There's really Mm. kind of very fuel very few tools where you can sit down and create an explainer video yourself. So you normally need to go to a company and have it done. They'll work on you with the script. They'll work on you with the characters for the animation, et cetera. So um, there will be a cost involved with that, and that can yeah. be anywhere from a couple hundred dollars to a couple thousand dollars, depending on on how you want to get it done.
0: Yeah, and I'll go to, I've got an example of one if if our listeners want to jump into YouTube and type in Poll Everywhere. It's P-O-L-L Everywhere. Uh, what that company is, is they have an online interactive uh, survey tool. So, you know, if I'm standing up in front of an audience and I say, how many people are here from Brisbane? How many people are here from LA? How many people are here from, you know, the Netherlands? Rather than seeing a show of hands, what this Poll Everywhere tool does is it lets people go onto their iOS device or their Twitter or or Facebook account and they can actually uh, actually just punch a button in that tells them that the options are Netherlands, LA or Brisbane and it, it interactively goes up on screen. So there's a great explainer video on that, on how that works.
1: Okay, we'll link to that in the show notes. And if you want to see more, really, all you need to do is go to Google and type in explainer video or go yeah, to YouTube true. and type explainer video and you'll yeah. see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. Yeah. So it's not bad idea to have maybe one of those done for your business, um, but yeah, you probably won't be doing a whole lot of those. But if you're camera shy, it's a good way to get video involved in your yeah. website without having to stand in front of it. So that's great. That's a couple of good pluses and um, a good
0: minuses. So good pluses are that it's um, you don't have to stand in front of it. They could be quick and easy to do to explain it, but the minus is, is not a lot of us have those tools and it could cost you a fair bit. Yeah, exactly. What's another type that we can use?
1: Um, well, if you want to create some videos that explain something, um, you can do that with just your basic kind of PowerPoint or Keynote mm-hmm. if you're a Mac user. Both of those tools will have kind of a voiceover function where you can sit there, plug a mic into your laptop or your computer, um, and walk through the slideshow while you're explaining the concepts that that are in the slides. And then at the end of it, you just click Save, and it creates a movie file. Yeah. And, and you can load that movie file up to your website. You'll see these a lot in online courses, for example, on like on, mm. on Udemy or uh, lynda.com. Uh, people will create entire courses where it's just a PowerPoint walkthrough. If you're trying to explain a concept or maybe an organization structure or something like that, you can you can have the organization structure there and be talking over the top, voice over the top of it, and, uh, yeah. and it spits out a movie video at the end. Yeah, very static, though, aren't they? They're, yeah, so, that's kind of hard to hold people's yeah. attention with that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. It, you know, <laughs> if you're sitting in a room with someone with a, who's going through a PowerPoint, it's hard to hold someone's <laughs> attention, but... Yeah. Uh, let alone on a video. Um, but you can get creative. You know, you can mm. get little um, clip art and little animation characters that you can work into your PowerPoint and have them animated and move across the screen, et cetera. Yeah. But, yeah, it is very kind of a dry kind of a video and, and not terribly exciting. Uh, mm. But I guess the, the plus to those kinds of videos is they're – you know, they cost nothing to make. You just put together the PowerPoints, yeah. plug your microphone in, hit the voiceover function, and you do your voiceover, and and boom, you're done. It costs you nothing. So you can create them quite easily and quite cheaply, but um, they're not the greatest. Not the greatest.
0: Cool. All right, so there's there's a couple of tops, but what else have we got, Barry? There, um, there's hundreds of different ways. To, well, not hundreds, but there's obviously a few different creative ways to do it.
1: There's also screen capture... Uh, walkthroughs where you can mm. actually get some software that will record what's on your computer screen So you see this a lot uh, when people are trying to explain a piece of software or do a bit of training around a piece of software right, so you want to tell somebody hey go up here click on this and then fill mm. in this and then click on that so and Those create a video at the end of it like a good example of that is if you go back to episode 17 where we're talking about active campaign uh, yeah, we've got a number of screen walkthroughs there on how to set up a list and how to set up a campaign and how to set up an autoresponder series. So, um, if really really good for if you need to train people on a certain yeah. subject or a certain way to do something, or maybe you have a support desk where your customers call up and ask, "Oh, I'm having trouble doing this," or "I'm having trouble doing that," you can just send them a link to a video, which is a screen a screen grab of you going through and clicking on the different items um, and they see exactly what they need to do on their own computer.
0: Another good example of that is is if you go to lynda.com or Udemy, I'm at the moment trying to learn uh, Adobe After Effects. And so if you go to one of those sites and, and, again, you want to know how to clearly do a green screen or how to put text onto a video, uh, they do a, a walkthrough with adobe after effects and again like you said it's just go file click here choose comp new composition and then they show you the whole process so they are very effective and you'll see you'll see hundreds of those on uh, on youtube and especially if you want to you know learn a new process
1: yeah and exactly right and you can even get them so that they have kind of picture in picture so you mm-hmm. know there's a one camera looking at your face you know the 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 um, camera on your laptop or the camera on your computer looking at your face while you talk into the camera and then in the background is you going through the software. So it's kind of picture in picture there. So it makes it a little bit more personal. But yeah, you, like you said, there, there's heaps and heaps of these on on Udemy. Really used when you're trying to train someone to do a particular yeah. task. So,
0: um, I think uh, would a similar one be uh, the most popular YouTuber in the world is PewDiePie? Um, <laughs> would he would he be doing a very similar things? I don't think he's actually showing people. Well, he is. It isn't he? He is showing people how to you know, go to another level of a gaming video with his picture in the top left-hand corner of him narrating and also pulling his stupid faces that he does.
1: Yeah, exactly right. So that, I yeah. don't know, you know, most people probably aren't familiar with him, just the <laughs> w- weirdest dude, but he gets the most views on YouTube, crazy amounts of views of him just playing computer games. Like and, 20 million. And being a complete knucklehead. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so you can make money out of this, obviously. Yeah. Um, I've created a whole Udemy course basically based on the three things we talked about Mm. so far. Well, two things, the the PowerPoint walkthrough and the screen grab stuff. If you want to create these kind of uh, walkthrough, screen walkthrough type things, um, one of the tools, some of the tools you can use are, I use ScreenFlow, which is a a tool for the Mac. It's great. And um, if you go to the blog, go to the show notes for episode 32, there'll be a link. I just wrote a. I just wrote a review for ScreenFlow 5, uh, which which has just come out. So version 5 of ScreenFlow, uh, really cool stuff you can do with that. So go to the show notes, and you can read a review of ScreenFlow. And um, I'm not sure that any kind of – does Camtasia do it for the PC? Camtasia
0: does do it. Yes, it does. Okay.
1: So – so ScreenFlow is good. It costs you, I think, about ninety nine bucks or somewhere in that kind yeah. of neighborhood, but well worth it. It's much more powerful than the kind of free tools out there, but it's not as hard to use or as daunting to get your head around as kind of those bigger kind of Adobe products yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. So, um, quite simple to learn, and but it does it enough that you're probably not going to run into the limitations of that software unless you're making like professional movies and stuff like that. True. And once you start to
0: use it, you'll start to get the the gist of what it is that we have to do, and it won't take you long to learn it anyway.
1: And you can also edit um, the normal what you would kind of think of normal videos, piece of camera videos, or if you want to put yeah. together a video of your trip, like we're going to do with our Peru trip, you can do yes. that with ScreenFlow as well. You can do green screen stuff, all that kind of stuff. Well, I
0: guess if anyone gets lost, they can probably go to YouTube and type in. How do you use? How do you use ScreenFlow? Exactly. And right. there'll be a ScreenFlow of using ScreenFlow. <laughs> it gets very <laughs> circular. It's big... it very, <laughs> it very does. circular. Very circular. Everyone gets confused. It's like trying to film in a mirror. That's right.
1: Yeah. Um. And so, so that's another kind of video you can employ on your website mm. if you're trying to train someone or help someone or get them to do a particular type of task. Those are uh, screen grabs are perfect for mm. that kind of stuff. And then, lastly, the kind of live action or piece to yeah, camera, the big one. piece to camera video. So, yeah. you can probably talk more about what's involved in, in creating one of those than I can.
0: Yeah, piece to camera ones are, are
1: are quite exciting. What they are,
0: most people in the industry will just call them PTCS, and and what that is 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 if you have yourself a script and you want to professionally utilize yourself as the the main head of the video um what i generally do with most of my clients is that we get the script out we'll uh, we'll then put it onto uh, an ipad and the program that i use is a, a elite e l i t e which is a nice little teleprompter or auto cue program where you can then throw it up onto you know your iphone or you can throw it up onto your ipad and what that does is if you have your camera just next to it or beside it um i get my clients just to read it as they are looking into the camera. The, the the plus side of that is that most people will know what they have written and they will also know uh, the kind of uh, ebbs and flows, uh, pitches and pauses that they need to put into their, uh, into their video themselves. The only downside of that that I see is that some people who use the piece to camera, if they are reading through a teleprompt will look like that they are reading and it becomes quite freaky with their eyes moving across the screen. So if you are using a teleprompter, um, I'll get a video up for for this for this one here and throw it up on the show notes on how to use a teleprompter. But also, if you are just going to be using a piece to camera, we got some good examples of that when we did our Peru trip, right Barry?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I guess the, the upside of having that uh, teleprompter there is that it's a bit of a security blanket for people. They don't feel like, mm-hmm. oh, I've got to remember all this stuff because it's there. But as you write, you you don't want to be reading it straight off the screen either. So maybe yeah. just kind of use your peripheral vision to see the words that are going by and yeah. kind of make it up as you go. Sometimes when I do these two, I'll just, I'll just, next to the camera, I'll just pin up like four or five bullet points. So yeah, that's I, I know it. the yeah. main things I want to cover off, but I don't have a rigid script that I'm trying to stick yeah. to. But again, that's just a matter of how comfortable you are. Um, making those making those types of videos. Um, so I guess you the what's the kind of the equipment you need for this kind of stuff? I guess it ranges from from very cheap to as much money as you want to spend. I guess.
0: Look, in the earlier days, uh, I've noticed that some people used to just grab their iPhone mm-hmm. and throw the iPhone on top of the camera, so it doesn't look like that they are looking away from the camera when they're reading uh, anything from the teleprompt. But nowadays, you can get some portable. Um, teleprompts and auto queues. I use a company called uh, ICAN, I-C-A-N, and we'll throw up a link there on the, on the website. And they got some great portable teleprompts. They range from anywhere US from about uh, $800 to around $3,000. And I purchased one that was around $800 and it, just, it does the job just great. And it's actually quite portable that you can pick the uh, teleprompt up and I could use that and take it on location. They're not that heavy. They weigh about three kilos with a camera on the top, with this, which is another 500 grams. So for about three and a half kilos, I can carry the teleprompt while I'm at the beach or am at a parkland or something. So they become very effective. Uh, a tripod, of course, if you're using a um, piece to the camera and you're using it in front of a studio, um, I have lights and, of course, a green screen set up. And, of course, you and I both know, Barry, the most important piece of equipment next to you standing in front of the camera with the visuals would be the microphone. Absolutely. Yeah, so the microphone's very important for us too. And I normally utilize the microphone either as a lavalier mic or if I am using a shotgun mic, I'll position it about three or four inches above my head which will give me the greatest sound because the shotgun will just um, point directly towards my voice. So yes, it can become very expensive. Or on the other hand, if you just have your simple camera that you would like to use and an iPhone, you could do the same thing with a teleprompt. But I would, uh, you know, in one of our earlier video, um, podcasts, Barry, we spoke about getting on camera and getting on video, just grab your iPhone, just grab a cheap camera. And it's not about being perfect in it. It's about just getting there and shooting for the can, isn't it? Just shoot for the rubbish bin. And and whatever comes out of that gives us just more confidence and practice.
1: Absolutely right. And sometimes those, those videos, that are a little bit rougher that someone's done with their iPhone while they're out at an event or they're out um, somewhere at a business function. Sometimes those ones that are a little rougher are more personable and more relatable than the fully polished kind of studio, you know, type effect. So, you know, this is me, like this ones we did in Peru, you know, this is us, yeah. here we are, we're at this place and uh, this stuff, bad things have just happened to us, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, so you can get started quite cheaply. I think it's the, the iPhone, especially the new iPhone, has a really, really good camera in it. Yeah. And um, it takes really, really great quality video, but… Um, so you like you said, all you really kind of need is a, a, a tripod, and um, I'll put some lo- notes uh, in the show notes, some links in the show notes. Um, you can get like a little pocket tripod called the Joby, J-O-B-Y. Yes, with yes. With a little clip that'll hold your phone, so you can just put the little tiny pocket tripod kind of on a, on a bookshelf, or if you don't have a full-size tripod, or if you have a full-size tripod, you can just put the clip on top of the full-size tripod. It'll yeah. hold your phone. Um, and you can start shooting. So, but nothing ruins good video. You'll get good video out of the iPhone. Fantastic. Nothing ruins yep. good video like bad sound and, yes. and poor lighting. So, um, if you're going to do it, make sure you have some good lighting. And if you don't have any good lighting, we'll go outside in the full sun. Um, and try not to get any big shadows on your face. Um, mm-hmm. and sometimes the outdoor, outdoor light will be enough to make the video look good uh as far as sound goes i use a little level mic like you said called the Rode smart lab r-o-d-e yeah. we'll link to that in the show notes and and that little pocket tripod and that little road smart lab fits in my pocket so if i'm going somewhere on a trip i just in my bag or in my backpack i'll just throw in the mic the little tiny tripod i've got my iphone with me i can record video anywhere i go with decent sound quality provided there's some good light wherever i happen to record so and um I actually did a course, an online course called iPhone Video Hero, which walks you through exactly how to how to record, produce, beautiful. All that kind of stuff, um, professional looking video with your iPhone. I'll link to that in the show notes as well.
0: And I think the main message here is you know we want people to use one of these modalities. And the first one that we're talking about here is using video, and it shouldn't limit us to thinking that we, we have to stand in front of the camera, which I know is what we've just been speaking about now. But there are all these other ways that we can use it, and, and our goal here is for you to be able to shoot some sort of video, whether it's through your PowerPoint or whether you're doing a screen flow capture, and then throwing it up onto your website so that you can start to promote your business and start to get your brand online.
1: You're right. And even if it's not a piece to camera video, um, what I've seen sometimes as well is you can film all the other people that work in your business and what it's like to work in your office and where your office is and how fun your company is to try and get people to relate to your company wow. as a whole, and not just yeah. you particularly. I think the guys that do that yeah. really, really well are the guys from Wistia. They const- uh, yes. constantly, I'll link to them in the show notes, they're constantly having cameras in their office and having different members of the staff come up and talk to the camera about certain yeah. things. So they do that really well, and it makes you relate to their company, and it makes you want to do business with their company just because they're cool, you know? Yes. So it doesn't necessarily have to be your face on the screen, but obviously if you're using that authority marketing model we talked about in episode 30, you're trying to position yourself as the authority. So at some point... Um, you're going to have to get comfortable with putting your melon up there on the on the big screen. <laughs> and if you're not That's comfortable it. with that, I know this presentation coach guy who can help you. Yeah, yeah, get, get his melon up there. He can help you <laughs> uh, get over those hurdles of presenting yourself.
0: So this is talking about the first modality video. Barry, what are we going to talk about next week when we
1: come back? Uh, maybe we can drill down into, since the piece-to-camera uh, point is so important for your business and so mm. effective in selling yourself an authority, maybe we can drill down a bit more on that next week and we can really talk about what elements make a good piece-to-camera video, which ones don't, how you can get started cheaply, what kind yeah. of equipment you can use, um, and different things, do's and don'ts uh, of putting one together yeah. And um, so people can walk away from that, um, being able to go out and make their own.
0: Yes, and we'll throw some examples up of Absolutely. Good you know, ones some of the people. Ones. Yeah, good ones and bad ones. They'll all be ours, the bad <laughs> ones. Yes, That's our melons again. So, Barry, once again, um, a great uh, session today. You know, As always, I love talking to you about what's new in the field of building our brand, and this one here is just growing for us. So for everyone who wants to know more about what it is that Uh, can help you get your brand online, please, we always ask you to jump online at thebrandengine.com forward slash episode 32. Please leave your comments below. We'd love to hear it back. And as we did today, we will read back some reviews that we've got Leave us a note and tell us how great
1: we are doing at this stage or or not. Or if you've made some videos for your business and you want to show them off, by all means, go to the show notes, uh, episode 32, as Gerald said, and leave us a link to your video in the comments below. We'd love to have a look at it.
0: And we've also got that SpeakPipe widget. We uh, have yet to have anyone use that, Barry. Uh, Nobody
1: likes the SpeakPipe widget. Nobody likes to speak in it.
0: I think it's excellent. Maybe we'll do one and then and
1: and play it back. <laughs> we'll, for play people it back. To we'll play it back. We'll play it back. Our own comment. We'll put on a yeah. funny voice and leave a comment.
0: We'll put on a
1: funny voice.
0: Um, so leave us a comment as usual, or go to iTunes and uh, look for the Brand Engine, and you will see our lovely melons on there. But as usual, Barry, it's been a, a wonderful day, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.
1: Get out there and build your brand online, everybody. See you next time.
0: Bye now. Thanks for listening to the Brand Engine podcast. You can find all the show notes, news, and upcoming events over at (laughs) thebrandengine.com. Guy with his cleaning trolley going past me. Get some rubber wheels, man.